Good day to you. Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for listening. Hope you're doing well. As always, I just, my my heart's desire is that you're flourishing, that you can't get down on paper fast enough what the Lord is speaking to you and your household in this hour. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm just, I'm going to be relentless with that. I hope that's my message for the rest of my days in whatever means the Lord would allow it to come out to whoever might listen, not dependent upon whether anyone listens or not, but it's going to go out, period. The prepare the way reality. Why why in the world am I recording something today? Oh my gosh. I just finished recording the power of preparation, conclusion. I already have, besides that one, Four um, recordings to get online. The last thing I need is another one, but I don't know. I just, I feel like I'm just overflowing with something to say to anyone who might listen. So, like, what do we do? Well, if I've got a buffet of thought of what the Lord is convicting me about and, and I feel declaring then I'm going to put it out on the table and if somebody's hungry, they'll come eat. And if you don't want to eat that food, then like that's the beauty of, of our life as well. Go get Chinese instead. I don't know. And so I just feel obligated from a place of, of, of being greatly stirred, challenged, confronted, convicted, corrected, in humility, yet with confidence, free from timidity, declare the fullness of the Word of God. As I understand it now, and as I, as I try to say with regularity, just to make this crystal clear, I am flawed. I have error in my understanding. I will not say everything perfect, doctrinally absolute and correct, I won't. I understand that. And I want to continue to reiterate that so nobody can say, hey, you just think you know it all, Joel. No, I do not. I don't think I know much of anything. I am I am still immature, yet maturing. But I do want, in rightful humility, to stand up, metaphorically speaking, and declare what I'm hearing the the Lord say to me that I believe is for His purposes within His people. In 2019, as, as this calendar year comes to a close. So what I wanted to share this morning kind of stands on its own. Um, and it stems from something I watched last night on YouTube. I'm not going to go into all the background of how I landed there because months ago, I will, I'll just tell you a little bit so this actually makes sense. Um, most people that listen to this, or at least a good majority, would, would know um, myself and my wife Kristen enough personally to know that we used to live in Metro Atlanta. Um, 20 years ago, we were heavily involved with the music scene there, I don't even call it Christian anymore, it wasn't. 
I wouldn't even call it like moral. <laughs> Back then it was considered Christian and we even called it so to help us feel better about what we were doing, but it was sure not Christian. And we at that time were involved with a lot of bands and radio stuff and doing interviews, meeting bands, helping with venues, going to shows all the time. Well, there was this one venue that was at a church um, in this quite elaborate youth building. It's probably not any, I'm not going to go into details to describe it, but it, like, it was a legit venue. Um, it was not just some youth room in the basement of First Baptist Church. I mean, it was like a multi-million dollar facility just for the youth. They did a lot of events, and, and one thing that they did with regularity was they would bring pretty well-known bands um, to that facility and host concerts. So we went there many times um, to this venue. Now, several months back, I don't even, I can't remember how I got there, but I found a man who used to be the pastor of that church. Um, it was very, very large, affluent, um, very well known, and it was very odd how the pieces came together because I, I ran across this guy and, and I he kept referencing, this is like, I ran across him now, like who he is now, and he kept referencing a certain church in, in Atlanta. I'm like, wait a minute, that sounds familiar. Was that the church that hosted many of these concerts and that we went to for, you know, I don't know how many times? Dozens of times, probably. And sure enough, he was the founder. He was the the patriarch of this very large, again, very affluent church that housed, uh, ho- that was home to this large youth facility that did these concerts that we would go to. And so, I was intrigued at this man's story and where he's been the last twenty years. He left the faith, kind of, that will take some explaining. <laughs> um, he left his wife, she left him, I don't know who left who. He realized, he discovered that he had been homosexual the whole time. Um, the whole length of his marriage, the fathering of his children, the pastoring of the church, the He was part of a a school. Well, he realized, I've been gay the whole time. Oops. Oh my gosh, I don't even know where to go with this other than I do have a point. (laughs) I don't want to make this just commentary on an individual's life. That is not at all the point. So he's been on this journey the last 20 years of finding himself. He's married a man. He's remained spiritual. He refers to himself as a bishop. Wears wears the whole garb and everything most times when he speaks. And has a congregation now that I would just label spiritual. I am intrigued by these things. And like I like to watch the I like to watch the pattern of 
people who have been in the church in a limelight type way because obviously nobody knows my journey or nobody knows just Jim out here that works at the car dealership and used to be a Christian when he was 18 and now he's an atheist. Like, But obviously because of media, we have we can peek into people who are out there and predominant, like somewhat well-known. And that intrigues me. I, I am captivated by people's journey of leaving what they once were when they believed they were followers of Christ. Just like that author that left the faith. Musicians who leave the faith. It's very, it's, it's very, um, it's, it really sparks my curiosity. So I looked into this man's journey over the last 20 years and I was, it really brought sadness to my heart. Of the thousands and thousands of people it affected, it confused congregations of people. It, who knows what it did to his children. But most importantly, just fast forward to the now moment of, of, the, of the nature of his fellowship, of his congregation. Because really, I mean, nothing's changed with the spiritual push and drive of being a spirit man. I mean, that is, if anything, probably heightened. He uses a lot of scripture, loves to quote the Bible, reads from the Bible. Have He has special speakers and singers come who reference God, sing worship songs. But I watched something last night that was, that was brand new. And he was at this event in Georgia, um, christening, if you will, blessing this man's new endeavor. He had built this facility. And they were dedicating it, doing a, a, here we are now, doing a holiday service, a Thanksgiving holiday celebration of what? Of, Of the Thanksgiving to be who they are, to be free, to be who God created them to be, to be free and celebrate that freedom here in this nation, to just be who they are, the way God created them. Homosexual, spiritual, yet, in their own words, holy and set apart. And herein lies my thoughts this morning towards that specifically. If you remove just a very, a very, very few key components within their gathering that I watched some of last night. My wife wasn't feeling well, so she went to bed early. We've had a a, a busy week, an off week with family in town at our home. She wasn't feeling well, so she went to bed. And, and so I, I finished up a study that I was doing and, and I found myself, I don't remember how I got there, but I looked into where he is today, this man, this ex-pastor and what he's doing like right now. I'm intrigued by that. I'm not just captivated like celebrity and and like 
I'm not a YouTube addict. I, I'm not saying that to defend myself. I just want to bring clarity to what I'm doing and why. I will question that with regularity. Now, am I just like, is this just weird fascination and I'm wasting time? Because if it is, it needs to be turned off. I would say that and agree with that. Absolutely, yes. If this entertains me or something, then like, it's no different than turning on a television and watching reality TV. So like, okay, why am I watching this? And what is it about it that is captivating my attention? That's, that's worthwhile, rightful questioning. But what really stood out to me, and there was this other guy who he has known for 40 years, who also used to be a pastor, Christian, realized he himself was gay, and the church was too confining for him. Religion was too harsh, pushed him out, wouldn't receive him as he was. Now he's fine with God now, he's fine with the Bible, isn't this funny? This is what has, and this is why I'm saying this. This is a warning to all of us. He wasn't offended by the Bible or by God. He was offended by religion and people. Now listen, you take that definition right there and you have most every man on the earth who says they're a follower of Jesus. Well, I, I, I don't do that because like, I, I'm, I'm cool with God. I love the Bible, but like, I just don't like religion. I don't, I don't like the people. <laughs> Same rhetoric. Well, why is that? Because, well, we have to face people. We have to deal with people, and God can just stay at arm's length and be whoever we want him to be. Well, God doesn't offend me. That's, that's what I shared um, in a recording that may or may not have been on, made it online yet that's in the, in, the, in the waiting room, if you will, to get online, about the offensiveness of Jesus. Well, Jesus, spiritual Jesus now, spiritual Yeshua, he will be offensive to you, friend. God will offend you. <laughs> and I talked about the verses about that, that, but that's in another recording. But if he does not, if you're just cool with everything God says, does, commands... And everything Yeshua Jesus commands and, and requires, well, then you don't really know him. <laughs> because only a man who's in him can see that, be offended, yet respond in humility and obedience to what opposes everything about humanity. And so I would say we probably don't really know God if we're like, oh, I'm cool with God. I'm cool with with the Bible, but yet still live however we want to and justify it, which these men clearly do. Well, God loves me just the way I am. Y'all, that's the message of most of Christianity. Well, God just loves me so much, everything is okay. Now, majority Christianity, evangelicals would hate all day long the the depravity of the homosexual lifestyle. God cannot even look upon them, disobedient children of wrath. Okay, if sin is sin in the eyes of God, 
And I know the Bible verses about what God says. But what about the Bible verses that say it will be worse for the religious Babylon church who deny him than it was for Sodom and Gomorrah? Well, what about that one? Oh, I, I, I don't want to talk about that. Well, let's talk about those things sometime, shall we? For now, just put that in your thoughts. It will be worse for those who are convinced they know him, yet do not. It's the, your flattering lips are right here talking about me. You're honoring me, but your heart is distant. God hates that, y'all. He spits that out. It's vile to him. Okay? So don't be all, we get so hard on, on everybody else and their lifestyle, which opposes God, when often ours does as well. But what I want to get to, and I'm, I'm not going to if I don't hurry and move right into it, is what struck me within everything that they were saying during their worship time, during their prayer time, during their, uh, they anointed the building. Y'all, I'm telling you, unless you're looking, I'm like, this sounds just like modern day church meetings. This sounds just like spiritual Christian gatherings, with very few exceptions. And it just really struck me like, you know what? The church age that I'm in right now is not very much different than the do what you want, God is awesome and He loves you so much, He just wants to come down and party with us approach. There is just, man, there's a fine line. There is such, there's so little distinction The, what, the, the spiritual rhetoric he was using, we're anointing, we're blessing, this is holy, this is marked. And y'all, this is, this, is this is where I'm going to go. And listen to what I'm saying. Plug what you do, where you gather, who you gather with, with and what it looks like into this and ask some questions. Now, they blatantly said things a certain way that did make it stand out. As like, okay, woo, sirens, lights flashing, <laughs> warning, warning, there's a problem here. But I would say the only difference is their verbiage clearly said that the power that they were doing everything through was coming, emanating from themselves. He literally said this building will be blessed because we call it blessed. This ground will be holy because we're calling it holy. And like basically the verbiage of great cosmic deity come bless this place because we say it's blessed. But I'm telling y'all there's not much difference until you get to this and this is the crux of what I'm saying. Please listen to what I'm saying. The main discernible difference was the fact that he blatantly said now, we do not do these things according to a specific name. He said that at least three separate times. We're not limiting this to a certain name. We instead invite the entire cosmic universe to bless and to speak us 
in this place. Now listen to what I'm saying because I can hear the heartbeat of the critical mind of most Christians. Oh, well, that's just, that's new age. That's new age. I would, oh, that, that's easy. New age. I would never do that. But listen to what I'm saying. And, and align this with all the, all the talk I've been doing about the power within the name. The name of Yahweh. Why did God say, build me a house for what? My name to dwell. Why was it Jehovah Nisi? Your banner, which is like you're marching into everywhere you go with a banner that says his name. There's power, as I say all the time, in the name of what? There's power in the name of Yeshua. There is a distinction within a name. And the reason I'm saying that, and you're saying, well, what's the point? Yeah, they're wrong. Okay, got it. Okay, but what about us? What about modern Christianity where the power within the name is slowly becoming less and less heard? You hear little about the name. You hear much about Christianity and Christian. But y'all, I don't have time to go there, and that's for another day that probably isn't going to be for months out. But like, the Christian moniker was not something favorable. It was a government of the world branding of a people so that they could be controlled and labeled as something that could be lorded over. The followers of the way, the people of the way, the Netzarene people were the people who were considered a rebellious sect of Yeshua followers, radicals. Men who abandoned everything they knew to promote the gospel and good news of the Yeshua Messiah revelation. They weren't Christians. They didn't want to be called Christians. And so today, well, why is that? Before I move any further, why is that? Because they knew the power of the name. What did those people do when they came back to Yeshua Messiah after he sent them out? Go heal people. Go, set people free. They came back and they said, holy cow, even the demons are under subjection to what? To our Christianity? To our church? To our fellowship of believers? Through our mission organization? Through our denomination? No way. They are even subject to the name. Everything is subject to this incredible, all-powerful name. And so I say this in light of everything I've just shared. What about the name? Because friends, if we are not operating in the power of the name, If we're moving about in the power of being a Christian or the power and authority of what I muster up because I am trained to be a minister or I went through a discipleship course or a soul winning class, y'all, we're going out and we have nothing different 
than what this man is promoting, which is what? This is blessed because we say it's blessed. I am convinced that this meets head on the accounts of the scriptures where the demons beat the snot out of those people who came and tried in their own efforts and their own strength to run them out. In summary, they said, y'all, we don't know who you are. Come over here for your whooping. (laughs) Why? There was no power and authority in what they were coming under and in. And so I'll say this, and then I'll close. The only power and authority in the, in the, in the, again, there's no name, in the, the words and the verbiage of what that man's doing and what most of Christianity now is doing is not of the capital N name, the Yahweh God, eternal, King of all kings, Lord of all lords, the name of Yeshua, Messiah, the name that God himself, Yahweh God, named his son. You shall call him Yeshua. And that, by the way, is the power. That's the name where the power resides. So y'all, let me just say this. We've got to be in the name. We've got to be in the name. I'm convinced that in the days and years ahead, From now until the return of that name, that will be the distinguishing characteristic. And I'm telling you, that's why I think people hate hearing me say Yeshua. Y'all, I've met Christians, I mean like strong believers, who think I'm being ridiculous because I say Yeshua. People don't like it when my wife says Yeshua and Yahweh. It was offensive when she first started doing that to others and to myself. What, you think you know God better than me? He's God, you know. He knows who I'm talking to. Jesus knows who I'm talking about. Okay, well, here's the argument with that, and we'll slam the door because, golly, I'm talking forever again. We're not talking about God knowing who we're talking to. We're talking about a name that is above every name. That all of creation, from here out into the furthest most place in space, bows their knee to when that word, when that name is spoken on the earth. <laughs> and that's what's, that is why that man in that video I watched last night, he said, we're not limited to a name. And y'all, here's the funny thing, right, that I talked to my wife about this morning. They think, <laughs> oh, it's so sad. They think that by saying we're not limited to, and what this is what they're really saying, we're not limited to Yahweh God. We are availing ourselves to the entire spiritual entity that is out in the cosmos all galaxies and solar systems and everything out to the to the most furthest reaches of space and time we are inviting inviting the spirit of the cosmos to come and bless this place by the words of our mouth well here's the thing can i say something <laughs> three words it's too small 
Do you understand what I'm saying if you've heard all of my messages about the it's too small reality, about how Christianity has pigeonholed God into our own movements, fellowships, and doctrines and denominations? We want to make God too small. And it's just like the New Age super hyper-spiritual movement. As I watch them, I'm saying to myself last night, it's too small. It's the same. We try to compartmentalize God into bite-sized chunks that we can understand and control and carry out because it makes sense to us. Their version is, oh, great cosmic deity in the universe, come and speak to us. Well, guess what? (laughs) Yahweh God holds that entire cosmos, known and yet unknown, in the very tiny little space in the middle of the palm of his immeasurable hand. It's too small. The name of Yahweh God, the name of Yeshua Messiah, the Son of God, the God-man, these names, the Elohim of Elohim, y'all, everything else is a little e Elohim, God. And that's what these men are praying to. That's what I would say many Christians are praying to and moving out empowered by. The scripture tells us that the sorcerers of, of, of biblical days, they cast out things. They brought people up um, necromancy. They talked to the dead. They called down fire. Look at the prophets of Baal. Y'all, there is an Elohim, little e. There are gods. There is a plurality of gods at work in mankind. But there is one name above every other name. There is time for the people of God to stand up and be in distinction. To be separate. To be identifiable and clearly distinguishable because we are in the name. And guess what? There is no other. There is no other comparable to the name. So y'all, do you live in that reality? Are you clear? Can anything you put your hands to, do, carry out? Pretend to be in and under the name of Yahweh God? Yet it's lacking the power within his name alone. Everything else is small. Everything else is lesser. Everything else is false power. I'm not saying it's not power. The scripture makes it clear there's power that opposes the name. Always has been until God closes the door on this entire age and earth and creates new Jerusalem. It forever will be up until then. Y'all, that's why we're here. To stand up with the banner of the name upon our very lives, marked, distinguishable, identifiable, clearly stating 
there is one name above every single name. Friends, this will mark you. This will mark you in your fellowship. This will mark you in your church. This will mark you in your gatherings. This will mark you in the workplace. This will mark you at school. This will mark you in your family. You will receive persecution, period. I'm beginning to see it myself. You will not be on the inside of very much at all. You will be cast out. Now, you may not be like excommunicated clearly. It may not be clearly, but I'm telling you, you're going to be marked. You're going to look like a fool. You're going to look like, well, oh, you have found God better than me, I guess, brother. I'm telling you, it is a sure thing that the people who say we will follow and declare one name alone with clarity, Yahweh God and Yeshua the Messiah. I'm telling you, it will distinguish you. It will mark you. But I'm telling you, it's it's the only thing that's going to remain. It's the only thing where the true power resides. The power, the dunamis supernatural power of creator, Yahweh God. Amen.